one of the things that we face as female creators on a regular basis is perfection. What we think the people on the other side of the camera are expecting of us. When in fact, you know what? I think it's fair to say that people are actually looking for someone that they can truly relate to. And in today's podcast, we dive deep into this, ladies. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast, where we are sharing stories of women YouTube creators in order to inspire other women to start creating. In each episode, we deep dive into why these women chose YouTube to create on, their struggles, their successes, and of course, get real about what happens when you're a female creator on the internet. This podcast is brought to you by TubeBuddy, your best friend on the road to YouTube success. Now let's get into it with your hostess, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to another podcast, ladies. I'm so excited. We are episode 20 and we are hitting a seriously amazing milestone with the Women of YouTube community. That's right. We are at 10,000 downloads, only 20 episodes in. This means just so much to me because this little passion project that I just thought up of because a whole bunch of YouTube creators at this conference I was going to were all men. I'm like, no one can relate to that has turned into 10,000 listens to these amazing stories of these amazing women. And I'm so happy to have you here as a part of it. So thank you first and foremost for that. I talk with Holly today about so many things, like how you can be using video for business. But the thing I love most, I think, about this episode is that we talk about motherhood. I'm a mom of two. I actually had to put a lot of my professional life on hold to make people. In fact, one of the leading reasons that we became an Air Force family for a short period of time was because we wanted to have kids and we knew how time consuming and financially draining that was going to be for us at that time. So we had to make a decision, me and my husband about like, okay, how are we going to do this? And so we committed to six years of Air Force life just so we can have kids. And among that time, I had my body totally destroyed. I breastfed my kids. Um, I cloth diapered my kids. We moved across the world in that time. Um, And somehow I managed to find a way to start a business and a YouTube channel. And it wasn't easy and it was really hard. And I think that it's important for women to know that everyone has like their struggles and the things that they're going through and motherhood should not stop you from the things that you want. I'm not saying you need to like completely neglect your children in any way, shape or form, but finding a way to build a harmony with the things that you want and the things that your kids need and the things that you want for them so that you're able to share your genius, um, help change people's lives and grow something for yourself in this amazing era of the internet. I think that Everything Holly and I talk about today is just going to, I think, resonate with so many people, even if you don't have kids. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Holly. Holly started her video production career back in 2008 
as a camera operator, producer, and editor working with some pretty big industry names, including the Sundance Channel, Bono, Big Times Rush, and so many more. Her skills and experience run the full gamut from producing, directing, and shooting, and editing, and she has found a way to translate those skills into a range of educational courses and services to support high-performing leading lady entrepreneurs like yourselves into their quest for video stardom. I really think that you guys are going to love, love, love this episode. So let's just dive into it. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on our show today. Holly is coming to us because RK, who we've already interviewed, said, if you're going to talk to a BA woman, you've got to talk to Holly. So there's your introduction. <laughs> wow, I feel so flattered. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So let's dive in. Why YouTube? Why YouTube? So YouTube, well, just why video in general? Video is one of the most powerful tools you have in your arsenal as an online business owner, an entrepreneur, a small business owner, a big business owner. It is you when you can't be there. And as far as YouTube is concerned, YouTube is the second largest search engine out there and it is free to use. <laughs> so uh, why wouldn't you use it? <laughs> so how did you get started with YouTube? I got started way back in the day. So a little bit background about me is uh, 2008, I transitioned my career from prior being involved in real estate when the housing market bubble burst. I was left at a crossroad because I was left unemployed and I was like, Hey, what do I do in my life? And I had always had an interest in videography, photography and travel. So I was like, yeah, maybe some sort of combination of those things. And it led me down the path that I actually got involved with, um, the travel channel Academy, which is a school, the travel channel put together to teach people how to shoot and edit video. And the seed had been planted for my passion related to video in that moment. And I decided that this is what I wanted to do. And I ended up, you know, with a long career in video production here in New York City, working as a camera operator, producer, and editor. And that kind of led into this question in 2010. I was asking myself, like, hey, who's helping, you know, all these small businesses create video for their websites and for YouTube. I was like, I'm going to start a production company and, you know, start helping people create videos for that. And I did, and that was awesome and fun. And then I was like, Hey, wait a second. Everybody has the same questions and concerns about video. And I was like, you know what, let me go back to the drawing board. I'm going to start another company. And I started another company called the media prep group. It was all about how to prepare you to present your business on camera and in the media. And I teamed up with a media trainer and a public speaking coach. And we uh, set out to do live events. And I was like, whoa, 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 this business model is all wrong too. So that is when I moved everything online for myself and transitioned all of my experience and skill sets into teaching people how to make video for their businesses online and started a YouTube channel and then the rest is history. <laughs> That's a very long but important process because it's important to figure out like what you need to do that leads you to what's going to work. Like you got to fail sometimes, right? Absolutely. So what was some of your biggest struggles that you faced, you know, through that process and, and, and through YouTube? Well, a tremendous amount of pressure I put on myself to be perfect. 
I had to be perfect. People would think I was an idiot if my videos were like not professional looking or not perfect because I had a you know professional production background. I knew what I was doing behind the camera. I didn't know what I was doing in front of the camera quite yet. And that was another like really, um, a really great opportunity for me to learn and grow because I was like, oh, this is going to be easy being in front of the camera, representing my business, creating these perfect videos because I'm a professional. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what happened at all. What happened in reality was I thought every word that I said in every video had to be perfection. So I recorded take after take after take after take. And I also realized like, hey, I'm a human being with all of my own fears and insecurities. And sitting in front of this camera is making me feel like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> like I'm having this like out of body experience where I'm like, who's going to even listen to you? You totally forgot what you were going to say. And I had to learn how to overcome my own fear so that I could put myself in a position where I was able to help other people. And a lot happened through the process. I had a huge epiphany where I realized that um, these feelings I was feeling was not something I wanted to think of as negative, but something that I wanted to turn into something that was positive, which was, this is me growing from the inside out. I'm doing something I've never done before. So this is what it feels like to grow. And I started to embrace that feeling and I started to take some of the pressure off of myself and start to focus on the people who I knew I could help. So how do you think you have helped people overcome their frustration and struggles of being uh, on camera? So earlier on in my business, I took this experience that I had and I turned that into a 30-day video challenge where I helped other business owners overcome their fears by going through the same process that I put myself through, where I literally locked myself in my office. I was like, I'm just going to keep making videos until this is not uncomfortable anymore. So in January of 2014, I set out my 30 day video challenge and I had about 130 people sign up over the course of 30 days. Obviously people peeled off, but at the end of it, 30 people had around about 30 people had participated every single day and it was life changing. And it was amazing. And I absolutely loved the process, loved watching people go through this transformation, loved empowering people. And then that just con continued throughout the rest of the years of what I do in my business. Wow. That's, that's hugely impressive. I am impressed that you got that many people to do video every day for 30 days. It was, you know, there was a lot of elements that really made it very sticky um, one of which was I made it super easy. I gave people topics to talk about. I was, I watched every single video. <laughs> like I was literally up till hours of the night. I got sick during the process because I put so much time, effort, and energy into this because it was, I, I just fell in love with this process and watching everybody kind of grow. It was such a magical experience. And I think the people who, um, felt that same way, there was no way that they were going to walk away from it. And so I'm, I'm very curious, do those people still use video regularly for their businesses? There are a lot of them that do, and I'm still in touch with a lot of them. We became like just such great buddies along the way because it was such an intimate process of, uh, that people were kind of going through. I equate it to, for me on my side, it was like watching roses bloom. You know, people came in day one, super scared, not sure what to expect, afraid of being judged, you know, concerned with all of their own insecurities and, and vulnerabilities of putting themselves out there and being visible. And it turned into such a, like, a, like, it was just so amazing. It was like such a party, 
you know, everybody supporting each other and commenting on everybody's videos. And one of the things that I found so interesting was that, you know, a lot of times people come and be like, oh, you know, I don't like the way I look and I don't like my hair and I don't like my voice or I don't like my accent or English is not my first language or I should lose 20 pounds first. And the things that people were the most hung up on were the things that everybody else found so endearing about them and, and the thing that humanized them and made them you know, appealing and um, captivating. So do you think, um, so since you have this challenge and you work with people all of the time, um, specifically with video and in YouTube and stuff, what are some of the struggles that you find that your female clients face more than ever around doing video and being on YouTube? I think a lot of times some of the things, struggles that come up are weight. People don't like the way that they look and I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure on women specifically to show up looking a certain way, you know, where, you know, you have to be super polished and you have to have your hair done and you have to have your makeup done and, you know, you need to look a certain way. Otherwise, you know, and I think it's a little, a little column A, a little column B. Sometimes it's, it's, you know, societal pressures and things that we get from the outside, but sometimes it's also things that we conjure up for ourselves, you know, we are our own worst critics. We see, hear, feel, are affected by things that don't matter to anybody else, or other people don't even care about or notice. So um, there's there's a lot of issues with those types of things, and feeling uncomfortable or nervous about being judged, um, having trolls like troll your videos and tell you you're ugly or you're stupid or you don't know what you're saying or like all of this, this stuff that kind of just comes up naturally as you, you start to go through this process. So are they worried that this is happening to them or it's like this is stuff that they have experienced that has, you know, shook their cage or made them doubt doing it? Both. You know, I've had people who just kind of think like, this is going to happen to me, so I'm just not going to, I'm not going to move forward and I stay stuck and scared and in this place because I'm afraid of what the possibility that this could potentially happen and other times where it has happened to people, but it hasn't, you know, it, it's affected them in a negative way, but they keep going. I know things were getting really heated up in this episode, but I wanted to take a quick sec and make sure that you knew about the women of YouTube community. This is a Facebook group focused on bringing us female creators together to help with any struggles that you might be having. You can ask questions and get answers from your fellow female creators. And of course, lift each other up along the way of our YouTube journeys. We also are going to have weekly office hours, monthly trainings on various topics to help you as a creator at any level. We're going to also have Ask Me Anything, some of our favorite YouTube creators, live channel reviews with TubeBuddy, and so much more. I would love it if you joined us, so please head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women of YouTube. I will also include a link to this group in those show notes. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Where do you think that there are struggles for women when they're creating and maybe just business in general when it comes to representation? Being a mom versus being a dad, for sure. Um, I had my my first baby and it completely changed the landscape of my business back in 2019, 2018. So how did it change your business becoming a mom? And like how did how did becoming a mom change things for you as a creator? I I got first of all, once I had my baby, like everything changed. Like even like leading up to right before I was like 
burn it all down. I wanted to burn down my whole business and start all over again because uh, my focus changed my, um, everything was different once I was a mom. I wanted to make sure I had time to spend with my baby, but also time to not leave my business all alone. I am super passionate about what I do. It is a large part of who I am as a, as a woman and as a person. And so is now being a mom and just mixing those two things together and, you know, really finding, I hate the word balance, uh, but you know, um, harmony, harmony. Yeah. You know, finding harmony with the two, because when I want, I'm with my baby. I want to be with my baby. I, and when I'm working, I want to be working. I don't want to be with my baby and working and working with my baby all at the same time. Like he deserves the attention and my undivided attention and focus. And so does my business. Neither one of them should have to suffer. Um, and you don't think men deal with this or dads don't deal with this? Not in the same way that women do. Definitely not. Not in the same way that moms do. Um, I think even single dads, like there's just different expectations put on a mom than a dad in my opinion Societally or personally say that one more time societally or personally societally um you know as a mom you're expected to just be home with your kids and you know if you aren't like where are your kids what do you know what do you do with your kids i hate that i hate that every time i'm at something whether it's a conference or even just like a local networking event people are always like oh oh Who's, who's watching your kids right now? They have two parents. Yeah, right? It's not like, I mean, like, I commend people that are single parents. Like, I do not know how they do it. But, like, like, all of the praises to those people that do that. But, like, my kids have a dad. Like, their dad doesn't babysit. Like, he's parenting. He's watching them while I'm doing what I need to do. <laughs> so, I don't, I have no idea what is going on with, like, that that projection or expectation or that conversation because then it comes out like I said I've, I've soapboxed about this many times where I have dadpreneur envy where it's okay and ex- and more acceptable for a dad that is an entrepreneur to go out there and make something for themselves and be gone all the time and all this kind of stuff because no one ever asks him oh who's watching your kids yeah the the guilt is not the same that the um it's just, it's just not the same. Yeah. I mean, and I, and you and I talked about this, you know, when we pre-gamed a bit, you know, I wasn't able to do things in my industry because I was pregnant and breastfeeding for four years. You know, it's, it's a commitment and it, it's a literal physical commitment uh, to have kids. And it interferes. Like, I don't, I don't think that, you know, it would have been uh, possible or logistically for like my husband to be following me around to all the different rooms in the conference and like hand me babies to breastfeed while I'm trying to network and have conversations with people or just the pure exhaustion that comes with being pregnant. So it's crazy. I I think that, yeah, yes, yes. There's definitely different layers of being a mom and running a business and breastfeeding and being pregnant that men don't even have to think about if they don't want to or deal with on any sort of level if they don't have any children. So there's definitely huge differences there. But at the same time, for, I just want to empower all the moms who are listening that that doesn't 
necessarily need to be something that holds you back. This could be something that empowers you to dig in deeper and, you know, really commit to making it a success and put yourself out there, be visible, be vulnerable, be valuable. (laughs) And, you know, don't be afraid to be imperfect and show up sometimes with like, oh, breastfeeding maybe, you know, your breast's leaking. People will see that and be like, damn, this girl's getting it. I think that we as creators have, again, as when we talked about this, about how you feel like you have to look and be a certain way. And when you're a mom, that still goes at like, nothing makes me feel like, like more of a, a bad mom than when I show up with like messy bun, dirty shirt and yoga pants. And then like the kid that's right behind me getting dropped off, his mom looks like she just like walked out of like a GQ magazine, you know? And so that is like, and I can relate to that because some days I do show up looking great and my, and the other moms are like, ugh, I can't, I I just couldn't put on, I barely put on pants today. (laughs) And I I think think we should be showing that also on YouTube because that's where we go to get our information and be represented and find our people and our tribe. You don't, your audience doesn't always have to be men. Your audience can be women. Women can hear you and, and want to learn from you and relate to you. And they're going to probably respect you a whole lot more because you didn't show up. You showed up even though you have leaky boobs and bad hair. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think that that's an important point to just drive home even more that you don't have to be perfect. As a matter of fact, people can't relate to perfection and people are so ready to find somebody that they can actually relate to somebody who's not this Instagram perfect version of what they think they should be. I don't need somebody else making me feel guilty that I have yoga pants on and they didn't do my makeup and all these other things because I'm busy. My baby is healthy, happy, and my, you know, that's the only thing that that's important. Like I still want to be able to show up and deliver value and I shouldn't have to be made feel to feel a certain way. And this doesn't mean just throw professionalism out the window and just, you know, show up with a cigarette hanging out of your mouth or, you know, whatever. So, you know, like you still need to bring, bring it for your audience and your community, but people also still need to see you for who you are and be able to relate to you. Yeah. That's why I will often do my vlogs raw unfiltered with my kids or like no makeup and just so they can know, like you don't need to be whatever version of yourself you need to be. So thank you for telling us that because that we ladies needed to hear that. Yeah. We mamas did. Mamas. High five mama. You're doing a good job. I just wanted to take a quick minute and thank you for listening with a little something something from TubeBuddy. If you don't know, TubeBuddy is a free browser extension and mobile app for your YouTube account that helps you with finding the best keywords, create titles, A-B test your thumbnails, provides you with analytics, milestones, reporting, and so much more. If you have been inspired by the stories in today's podcast and you're ready to start creating, you don't want to do it without TubeBuddy. Get signed up with this free service at TubeBuddy.com forward slash women. So let's light up our mood a little bit and tell us what are some of your favorite tools that you use to help you create your videos? Uh, TubeBuddy, Morning Fame. I edit with Adobe Premiere. I use ScreenFlow for screen 
um, screen recordings and, and some editing depending on what it is. So th those are some of the favorites that just pop right to mind. Rev, rev.com for my transcriptions because ain't nobody got time for that. And I we all know. That. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I have time to pay somebody else for time for that. Um, those are some of my favorite tools that just pop up to the top of my head, specifically um, TubeBuddy Morning Fame. Those are, are really uh, almost in, you know, like goes without saying like you need those tools in your business if you're trying to use YouTube uh, in a video content marketing strategy, strategic way. Awesome. And what do you film with? My camera, I have a Canon 7D. I also have a DJI Pocket Osmo. Sometimes I use my webcam. Sometimes I use my iPhone. It just depends. But one of my favorite all-time investments is my Sennheiser G3 wireless mic, which cannot live without. My super inexpensive remote control. So when I'm by myself recording my videos, I don't have to keep getting up to start and stop the camera. I have a... Um, it's actually a really... Great idea. I do that all the time. <laughs> Velo, V-E-L-L-O. Um, if you have, I think they have, they work for Canons and Nikons. Um, they're uh, wireless remote controls. Awesome. Nice. Best investment ever. I think it was like $10. And also my iCan um, lighting setup. Yep. Lighting is important for sure. People can see that great face you have and all that good info you've got. <laughs> so, what is it that you do to promote your videos and your channels? So I like to create complementary content. Um, obviously, with, with the, you know, I send notifications out to my, my newsletter and let everybody know. I encourage people to subscribe and click the bell to get notifications so YouTube can let them know when new, tube, new videos are coming out. Um, complementary content are, you know, like little trailers, clips, or, you know, um, pieces of content or complementary versions of what I've um, put into my YouTube video that I like to share on other platforms in a way that feels uh, unique and native to the way that people interact on different pl social platforms. So what do you think is the most important thing for getting started with YouTube nowadays? First and foremost, most important thing, and I tell this to everybody who will listen to me, you have to understand the four pillars of pre-production. That's what I call them, the four pillars of pre-production. I tell people, if you don't know the answers to these questions, put your camera down and walk away. Specifically, if you're using YouTube for business, they are why, who, what, and how. Why? Why are you making videos? Why does it matter? Why does anybody care? Why do you care? How does it fit into the big picture of what you're doing with your video, uh, what you're doing with your business, your goals, that sort of thing. Like why? Video is a long-term strategy, so you need to understand why it's important to you, why it's important to your business, why it's important to your bottom line. Otherwise, it's easy to get distracted, and you need to go back and revisit this and make sure it's up to date every couple of months to make sure you're staying on track and you're actually meeting your goals and checking in on those kinds of things. Then who? Who are you creating these videos for? And if you say everybody, you really mean nobody. You have to be specific. You have to understand who that person is because you have to determine what, it, what their struggles are, what are, what's, what are their pain points, what keeps them up at night. This is, runs into the what, which is that's the kind of content that you're going to create for your who because you deeply understand them and you understand what they're looking for, what they want to learn from you and how that kind of um, crosses into your expertise, what you can deliver and what people actually want to know. 
Then last but not least is how, because if you know why, who, and what, but you haven't determined how you're actually going to make it happen, you will get stuck at procrastination station. This will remain an item on your to-do list that never gets checked off. You never move forward with it because you haven't thought through the logistics of it. And that's really important because video can be time consuming, especially if you're just getting started and you don't have a system or a process or, you know, the uh, roadmap to follow you will get stuck. There's going to be landmines. There's going to be stuff that comes up. So understanding how you're actually going to get it done, thinking through what equipment do I have? What do I need? What can I borrow? What can I rent? Um, what is my time budget? How much time do I have to devote to, you know, creating a video content marketing strategy and really digging into YouTube and understanding how to actually work, work it and make it work for my business. Then also financial budget. Are you going to be doing all of the things or do you want to hire some stuff out or do you want to hire somebody like me or Desiree to work with you to, you know, up the level of what you're able to do on your own? That's a lot of things to, to think about when you're getting started, but there are, there are so important. I know that for me, it was like, I need to do YouTube, but I had months to like marinate about and obsess about it before I could actually start because I decided to get on YouTube right before we did an, an international move. So <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that guys. Don't do that. <laughs> but no, that's, those are, that's so like very insightful. Like I hope you guys like rewinded that and like re-listened to it. Cause that's some good stuff that you really need to make sure that yeah. you're doing. There are two different directions that people go. There's people who just say, Oh, video, everybody's doing video. I need to do video. And they just, I'm going to start making videos. I'm making videos and doing videos, but there's really no strategy behind it. You don't even know why you're making them. You don't know who you're creating them for. You don't know what you're doing on YouTube. So you're not optimizing any of your metadata. You're not creating custom thumbnails. You're not doing all the things that you need to do to actually have it work for you. And then you're like, ah, this sucks. Nobody's watching my videos and I, I'm not doing this anymore. Video sucks. I'm going to tell everybody video sucks. And then you have people who are like, okay, I want to, you know, I'm making video. I'm now comfortable in front of the camera. I'm doing it, but I know I could be doing it better, faster, easier, more strategic. Like let's dig into that. What do you think is the most overlooked detail that people make when they're getting started with YouTube? No pre-production. No pre-production. I'm just going to wing it. We're just going to see what happens. I can tell you with a professional video production background, I have never, ever, ever, ever walked onto a set where they were like, we're just going to see what happens. Okay, everybody. Wardrobe? Who needs wardrobe? Makeup? No makeup. Who cares? Let's just, uh, you go over there and uh, action. You know, like that just doesn't happen, right? So if you want to emulate the pros, you want to, you know, create pro style videos, you have to do some pre-production. And pre-production, I say, is 60 to 65% of the process. This is where you dig in to reverse engineering your content, figuring out how it fits into the bigger picture of your business and moves your business forward as opposed to just creating content for the sake of creating content. You're thinking about the scripts, you're thinking about con specific content upgrades. If you can connect it to, you know, um, another piece of valuable content that you can have people opt in for, or you want to connect it to other videos you've already made. Well, you need to know that before you start recording the video so you can reference it in the video. And that's, you know, a, a great strategy for keeping people onto your channel and creating binge worthy content. 
and I know Desiree agrees. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like the easiest part of all of my video work is actually recording the video. Yes. And so. it should be, it should be like that. And I think that people reverse it and then they get to edit their video and they're like, oh my God, I have three hours of footage for a three minute video. Like what the frig just happened? And it's because you didn't do the work up front. When you do the work up front, it makes it really, really, really easy to record, batch record, and then edit the videos really simply. People also, I think it's stuck in like a loop, like where they just like talk just to talk, mm. like, like ramble, you know, or it's kind of like they just get stuck and say anything. I, when I'm filming with clients, I'm like, stop. What are you trying to say? Say it to me and then let's like organize the thought for the video for sure. Because even, even all the pre-production world doesn't make you not ramble sometimes unless you're reading a script, so. I am with you there, my friend. Do you think that there's room for people to still start creating on YouTube? Absolutely. Absolutely. The thing is, the, the thing with video is there is no other you. Nobody else can be you on video. It doesn't matter if there's 3,000, 3 million, 300 million people talking about the same thing you're talking about. Nobody's going to talk about it the way that you talk about it. And somebody needs to hear it from you. Somebody's going to resonate with the way that you say it, the way that you teach it, how you talk about it, your specific expertise. Because my expertise and somebody three people down the lane from me, we come from two different places. So we have different perspectives and different points of view and we've grown up differently and we have different things to say and different things to offer. So yes, definitely. There's room for a friggin everybody. <laughs> All right, Holly, where can people go follow you on YouTube? I am at Holly G Studios on YouTube and all of the socials. Wonderful. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us and breaking down your area of genius for us lady listeners. We really appreciate having you back on. Thank you. Thank you.